Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing, and Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use your promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today on the Patriots Report, Chris Hogan and I take a look back at the loss to Washington. We also take a closer look at the wide receiver position and identify a few players who could be in line for more reps moving forward. That's all right now, only on the Patriots Report. Start here, 2017 loss to the Washington Commanders. Give me your initial thoughts on a game that felt a little bit like the first two games we saw this year. They were good enough, they were competitive, but they just couldn't make enough plays in the end to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, I think it just it's just not consistent across the board. Um, you know, week in and week out, where you know we do some good things, and then all of a sudden, you know, a three and out or turnover. Um, you know, we do some good things on defense, and then it just seems like every single time, every game, third down comes up, and I just feel like that team is going to convert on third downs. You know, we're not able to make enough good plays in those gotta have it situations, um, and it just wasn't there wasn't enough complimentary football. You know, uh, from offense, defense, special teams. I mean, it showed there at the end of the game. You know, penalties. It is what it is. Um, you know, uh, ticky tacky on some of them. Maybe some of them weren't really calls, but I mean, it hurt them at the end of the game, you know, pushing them back, having to drive down the field to score. And, you know, it's just, it's so funny that we find ourselves as, as much as not great football that we're playing weekend and week out, fourth quarter rolls around two minutes left. And we find ourselves in these situations where we could either go tie the game, go win the game. Um, or put ourselves in a better position to win a football game. And we just, you know, we're just not able to get it done. Not enough plays, not enough consistency. Um, and it just kind of seems like that's really the the tale of of the story of this season. You know, there's there's some young guys that are making some some strides in how they're playing football. And and I would say mostly for those younger wide receivers, some of the guys that are getting more opportunities, they're gonna continue to have those opportunities. Uh, there's still a lot of football left to be played. So, you know, for them, it's really about making the bet, making the best of these opportunities that they get, keep growing. Um, and to be honest with you, I think that the biggest challenge right now is, is how does this team stay together? Mm-hmm. You know, being two and six and going into it's going on the road across overseas, you know, where your, your schedule is all going to be messed up. How does this team rally behind each other regardless of what's going on in their season and is it a is it a positive thing every single week are we seeing improvement or do we just see a a total collapse and you're just you're going to be able to tell i'll tell you right now that first play you're going to be able to see whether there's some energy in that team or there's not and if there's not you can i can tell you that that locker room has kind of folded on this season what do you think of the way the snaps broke down for the wide receivers? Butte wasn't active. Thornton didn't play at all in the second half. 
it, it left them, I think, a little shorthanded. Now, the guys like Rager played, I think, as well as could be anticipated. Uh, and Juju, I think he had his best game, at least statistically, uh, as a member of the Patriots. But in hindsight, I think it was a bit of a misstep on Bill's part. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they lost Kendrick. I think they were putting – they had a personnel that was working for them uh, in the previous weeks, and I think that they had to – I think they're back to scramble mode. It's it's who's who are we going to put out there that works? Who works well together? Who works well in these different positions? Because in that offense, you got to be able to play multiple spots. Um, so I think Pop has really established himself as he's going to be one of those guys. Uh, I would love to see Jalen get some more opportunities. You know, he's a he's a quick, fast guy that could you know he could take the top off. You know, he he had an opportunity to make a really really big play in the beginning of that game, and and Mac made a made a tremendous throw down the field. And um, you know, I mean, listen, man, I mean that happens. You're good. You're not going to catch everything. You're going to make some, you're going to have some drops, but I think, you know, for him, I, I know that he's kicking himself. He wanted, he's definitely wants that one back. I would expect to, I would hope that bill would give him some more opportunities to kind of see what he can do, get him in the game, get him in a rhythm. Um, and then for the young guys, you know, I don't, I don't know, man, I, I at this point in the season, I, I don't see why you can't, why we're not just going to work in everybody, mm-hmm. you know, get them the opportunities, you know, get them the, get them, get them in there. You know, you can only I can only tell you how well a kid's going to do or, you know, when he's practicing, you know, practice is one thing. Getting into a game in live action where you're getting hit to the ground and, you know, like you actually every single play counts. That's different, man. That's a different type of stress. That's a different type of mentality. And, um, you know, I I would love to see some of these guys kind of mix it up in there a little bit and and especially, um, you know, with this week, you know, going forward, you know, where guys are, you know, you're going to need some fresh legs out there and, um, you know, see who wants to step up and make some plays. It feels like this should be, and I think we've discussed this before, this should be the Pop Douglas show going forward because he yeah. continues to ascend it. And I know that you brought up a really good point. And I thought about this on, on Sunday. He's playing, clearly playing with more confidence. And that is a, another check mark on the list that, that you want to see from a young wide receiver. He's not doing the right thing all the time. We saw the punt return where he went backwards or sideways. Yeah. And look, he yeah. acknowledged that after the game and in a conference call with us on Monday, but it looks like he's pointed in the right direction. Yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, I think every single week, it seems like he's, he's learning how to play. Um, and I think that's, that comes with nothing but experience. Right. And if he keeps getting these opportunities, he's quick. He's clearly an explosive guy. He's clearly someone that can make plays with the ball, with the ball in his hands. Um, I think for him, it's really about, you know, learning, obviously, when the play is over, um, you know, trying to just not do too much. Um, be one of those guys that can get off press, that can win one on one matchups that. That position in that offense can open up worlds to receivers. Mm-hmm. We saw it a lot with Julian. We saw it with Danny, Wes. You know, I did some of that when I was there. There's so much opportunity for guys to run good, different routes where you're based off of leverage, but that's only going to come if you have the trust of your quarterback, if you have the trust of your offensive coordinator. So I think for him, it's really just about continuing to work, continuing to grow, and hopefully – he definitely is a guy. I mean, he's quick, man. Off the line of scrimmage, he definitely could run routes. So he's got to just continue to work on his craft. And you know, I hope to see a, a, a lot more of of him as the season continues. 
yeah, one of the things that he talked about with us, and I, I think it was a callback to a conversation that we had earlier in the year, where he now fully acknowledges the guys behind him with the understanding that their guys tried to chase him down. Like, I don't think he ever really had to go through that before because he was such a fast, he is such a fast guy, high yeah. school, college. Now in the pros, he acknowledges that, look, there are going to be guys trying to chase him down, trying to punch that football away. And he is doing a better job, or at least he's more mindful of it when it, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to things like ball security. You can see it. I mean, I can tell you right now that he's, he's mindful of it. You just got to be aware, man, these defensive linemen, they're not running five O's anymore. These guys are running four, four, four threes. You know, these are at 260, 270 pounds, and they're literally coming after you with one, one goal in mind. That's not to tackle you. That's literally to cause a a turnover. That's all defensive guys want to do. You see it every single play and every single tackle. If someone's got them wrapped up, someone else is coming in there to strip the ball out. And you know, I think obviously he's learned from a couple of you know mistakes that he's had, and he's. It seems like he's learning when the play is over. He's going to get down and do some different things. So, um, you know, for him, I, I it's great that he's he learned from that experience. You know, you can see that. So uh, I hope he just continues to grow. That's what this year is starting to feel like for me, and and I'm trying to look at it the, the best possible situation where you find guys who can play maybe young guys or middle-of-the-roster guys. I think of Pop Douglas. I think of Anthony Jennings on the defensive side of the ball, who I think has really played well in Matthew Judon's absence. Um, mm-hmm. There are some guys who are maybe not playing so well, at least at this stage of the season. I'm thinking of J.C. Jackson and Jack Jones. They didn't start the game. Yeah, We saw Jackson midway through the first. We didn't see Jones until the second. Neither of them talked after the game as a guy who played for Bill. I don't think you ever went through anything like this before, but what do you think is up there as an ex player, as a guy who played for Bill? What's the message there from the head coach? Um, I mean, I think that there was some sort of discipline going on. Um, if I had to, if I had to guess they missed a meeting or they missed treatment or, they were late to something, um, you know, Bill, Bill is not shy of, of not starting guys. Um, you know, there's, we'll, we'll, uh, put the Malcolm Butler thing out there, the, the mystery <laughs> of Malcolm Butler of 2017, you know, you know, so again, like I said it earlier, this, this locker room needs to figure out together how they're going to handle the rest of this season. And, that's going to come down to – I don't think it's going to come down to Bill because Bill's not going to change who he is. He's not going to be babying people because they're two and six. If anything, he's going to be harder on them and push them to be better, play better. Two and, and that seven. goes across two, the board. Two, but two and seven, by the way. I can't believe we're, we're, we're talking two about this, but, yeah, it's two and seven. Yeah, and I think it falls on the top of the – it falls on the shoulders of the guys that have been there. It's going to fall on – Matthew Slater, it's going to fall on David Andrews. I, Matthew Judon has been there since he's been hurt. I think he's got to make sure that that locker room stays together. And, you know, I'm I, going to put some on Mac Jones's shoulders as well. Like, if he wants to continue to go out there and, you know, keep losing football games, like, okay, fine, if that if that's what you want to do. But I know that's not what any of those guys want to do. But again, you have a lot of guys in that locker room, a lot of personalities. You got to, you know, you got to handle everyone's emotions at two and seven. You're not playing good football. You're the season. 
everyone is going to be saying that it's a, you know, let's just tank it and try to get the, you know, the best draft pick we can, but that's not, that's not who football players are. So I think it's really going to be, it's all the rest of the season is how, how we manage expectations in that locker room and how people can, how those guys can rally behind each other and try to end this season on somewhere, a somewhat of a high note um, and just try to continue to put some good games together. Do captains do anything different when teams are in a rough patch? I, I know the good captains are consistent and the message is consistent. Like if you're a, a screamer, you're a loud guy, you're always going to be like that. But but do captains and I'm you know maybe guys like Slater and leaders like Judon in your experience when when you played for the Patriots when things got a little dicey did they how did they respond? Yeah, I mean we listen. I, I... At my years in New England, we lost a when we lost one game, shit hit the fans. You know, we were the our sense of urgency was like way up, and it was like, okay, what are we doing? Because that's they you know those guys weren't used to it. I I played in teams where we lost games, so I you know for me that was a whole different atmosphere where I was in. Where it's like you know we lost one game, and everyone was saying we need to be better, we need to go sense of urgency needs to go up. Like this is not good, and you know. I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, like, you know, it's one game, but you know, I, I adapted to that mold of thinking where, you know, we want winning every single game. That was the goal. And the goal was to play in January and February. And that mattered in November. It mattered in October, like what you were doing and how you were going to build that team. Um, And to your point, yeah, captains, they need to be vocal in times like this. If you're if you're a young guy, which a lot of that locker room is filled with a lot of young guys, and that locker room is not talking, or there are guys are that who you're looking to for leadership, they're not vocal. I guarantee the, the younger kids are not going to step up and talk, you know, because they haven't earned it. They don't feel like they've earned it. They're not going to be the vocal leader and try to turn this season around into something that could be positive. So, you know, for, for those guys, I mean, you know. I know, I, listen, I know Matthews, he's a vocal guy. I know that he's going to step up. I know David Andrews is talking to his group, but I think it's more of overall as a team now. I think those captains on that team, those guys that are leaders in that locker room, they need to bring everyone together. It's not about just one position group. It, not one position group is going to change the course of this season. It's really a, a, all 53 guys, all 70, whatever, however many guys are you know, in that locker room, practice squad, inactive active all of those guys you know bring them in let's figure this out together offense defense as one as a team and let's figure this shit out together so that we play together who gives a who cares about what everyone else is talking about because guess what they're not on the football field with you on Sundays we're just gonna sit here and we're gonna judge and watch how you perform and if you don't perform well then we think that you're not putting in the prep and you don't care. And, you know, it's just, that's the way that your season is. Let's just keep, we're just going to roll it out there and keep losing football games. But if you go out there and we see some energy, we see guys fighting for extra yards, fighting for tackles, trying to make the extra play, trying to do what's right. Like I can look at that team and be like, okay, this team cares. Mm -hmm. They want to win football games. Sure. Maybe they don't have the guys. Maybe they don't have enough playmakers. Maybe they don't, you know, it is what it is. But at least I could look at all of them and say, I, I know that you guys care and you're trying to win football games. I don't think it's a coincidence that we've seen Matthew Judon 
around the team uh, an awful no, lot over so, the last yeah. few weeks. Hey, he was in the locker room after the game, and and I was trying to remember a guy who was on injured reserve, you know, in the last twenty years who was in the locker room who was talking to guys after the game. And it, it, Bill is, I think, he's trying to lean on Matthew Judon at least at this stage to try and give the team some sort of spark. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I love seeing him on the sidelines. I mean, he's traveled with the team. You know, that doesn't happen. I've been, I've been, uh, you know, with Bill long enough where, you know, if you're injured, you're staying back, get your treatment, do what you got to do. But, you know, we don't need the distraction of injured guys, you know, on the road and whatnot, but he clearly has a lot of respect for Matthew and, and how he plays the game. And I think he knows that, you know, that team needs some, some leadership and they need someone to look to and, and to give them advice or, you know, get them going during the game or on game day. So I love that he's there and supporting those guys and not just, you know, calling it is what it is. You know, I'm on IR and uh, I'm not playing. So, and I've seen that with a lot of guys, but he, he's definitely not one of those. That's a guy that cares, you know, he cares about this team. I'm curious. You bring his, you bring up his name. Did you ever get an explanation regarding Malcolm Butler and Super Bowl 52? No. No, it's one of the great mysteries of the world. What was the, in, in, I don't want to go too far afield on that, but what was the general reaction at the time in the lot during the game and in the locker room? I, I know guys are focused on their job in that moment. Yeah. But was there, was there a moment in the locker room after the game where you said, wait a minute? Dude, I gotta be honest with you. I don't think I realized he wasn't playing until like midway in the second quarter when we, you know, you know, that was going back and forth, score, 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 score. I'm like, wait, where the hell is Malcolm? And yeah, I mean, Nobody will ever know. One of the great mysteries of life, like you said. <laughs> um, it, it's going to be, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds the rest of the way. I think this team is a fascinating study right now because we've never gone through this in New England. Covering the team, I've covered the team for 19 years, 19 seasons. I've never seen a season like this. The closest that I can remember is 2008. And you talk about a team that fights, that shows you know, character in the face of adversity, that team, the way that team responded after Tom went down, I still maintain, I know you weren't on that team, but I think you can identify with that group as a player, that team, the way they responded after Tom went down, I still believe that's one of Bill's favorite teams, even though they didn't make the playoffs. players, man. Yeah. Be be, be able to show that fight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those guys, I mean, you can go up and down the list of that roster. I mean, guys that played football, that cared about the game. And I think that these guys, I think that, I think that this team cares about winning football games. I think that there's a lot of young kids on this team that need to mature very, very quickly over the course of this, you know, the next, the last part of the season so that they can go out there and win football games and be consistent on the field and play complimentary football and just play together as a team. Last question for me on this. Do you think Josh McDaniels is going to come back to new England? <laughs> um, who knows? I, I, I don't think that you could. Uh, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered at the end of the season. I think the biggest one that you need to go and, and answer is do you, are you sticking with Mac? And are you going to go out and actually get some people that can that makes make some plays around him and build a roster around a guy and spend some money and, and either whether that's in free agency or in the draft, you need some playmakers, man. I mean, 
I'm all about developing guys. And I think that a lot of these guys are are developing. And I think pop can be a very good receiver in this league. I think some of the younger guys can be very good receivers in this league, but it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen over the course of one season. It happens over the course of your, of your career of learning how to be a receiver, how to be in the NFL you know, this is your job. This is your life, learning and studying your craft and preparation, taking care of your body and being available. But, you know, I would, I'd love to see this offseason centered more around how do we bring in some, how do we bring in some guys, right? Let's bring in some, let's bring in some guys that want to win that are, have established themselves in the league right now that are good, big time playmakers. Like I'd love to see that, you know, in Foxborough. So who knows with Josh? You know, Josh is a unbelievable offensive coordinator. Um and and one of the great minds I think that I've ever been around, you know, playing football. So um I'm sure that if he wants to come back to New England, I'm sure Bill would welcome him back. Um, you know, and he'll take all the help he can get. But you know, who knows what his future holds. So well time will tell. You talk about getting some playmakers in the offseason. And I remember the the offseason between 2006 and 2007 when they got Randy Moss and Wes Welker. Then the offseason between 2009 and 2010, when Bill, for my money, had the best draft of his entire career, getting guys like Devin, Gronkowski, Spikes. Mm -hmm. I I feel like there might be one more left in him. Look, we don't know when there's a lot of time between now and then. We don't even know if he's going to be the guy at the, you know, steering the ship. But at the same time, if he is the guy, who who does he bring in? You know, let's say they're sitting there. In the, with a top five pick, I'll, I'll, I'll make yeah. it easy for you here. They're, they're sitting there with a top yeah. five pick, and you could get the best tackle, you could get Marvin Harrison Jr., or you could get, let's say, Bo Nix. Which position are you stressing when it comes to the draft? Receiver. I think that you can build an offensive line in free agency. I think that you can bring guys in. I don't. I just. I don't want to see New England go down this path of of trying to find a quarterback. I just think that you fall into this mode. Listen, a quarterback is, is the hardest position in the NFL to play. I, I believe I, I will period, you know, what you have to do with the hand, with the ball in your hands, every single play, that is the toughest position to play in the NFL. And for a rookie to come in and just be successful right away, it is very hard. Um, we've seen it a couple of times and we've seen some guys that are doing it this year and playing well, but it's, it's tough, man. Um, and I, I'd rather bring in some playmakers that can go out there and help your quarterback, a guy that, you know, whether it's Mac or it's somebody else, there's somebody that's been in the league, you know, get open, make plays down the field. I would love to see that. I think that offensive line is going to be so, you know, stressed too to either we're getting guys and spending money in free agency, or we're going to draft guys. But again, like drafting young guys to come into a league and be, that good right away, you know, I, yes, you know, it's hit or miss, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these guys, they come into the NFL and they adapt right away. And sometimes it, you know, it takes them a minute. So um, I, I would love to see the, it be kind of like a good mix, right? Of, of let's get some good guys in the draft. And I mean, you talk about Rob Gronkowski and Devin, Devin the, you know, those guys were, were not quote unquote supposed to be great players in the NFL. And here they are, both of them, Rob, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. And Devin had a 13-year career and going to go down in, in as one of the better safeties to ever play in Foxborough. You know, 
if not even more than that, right? I mean, he had uh, playing with that guy was was something else. Playing with both of them, playing with all those guys, and so I think you got to look for those guys in the draft. You know, just good football players, guys that can make plays. But again, I think you gotta you gotta stress those playmakers, man. I, I need I need to see some guys out there that can stretch the field and make some plays down the field. Chris Hogan, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Take care, and we will talk again a little bit later this week in the days leading up to the Patriots and the Colts in Germany. Thanks, Chris. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.